The Donkey by Anna Botsford Comstock. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. How interesting it would be if we could see the ancestors of our pet donkey for 6,000 years back, all standing in a row with a picture behind each showing in what country it had lived and what sort of master it had had and what sort of work it did. It might require years to take in such a show and probably the ancestor at the far end of the line would be found to be a wild fleet animal of northeastern Africa, maybe one of a herd feeding on an oasis in the Sahara or grazing on the scanty vegetation of desert mountains. From this wild African species our donkeys of today are supposed to have originated. However, there are wild species found in Persia and Syria, and one in Tibet, and one in northwestern India, and perhaps our special donkey may have come from some of these. To this day, herds of wild asses roam Persia and Armenia as they did in the times of Abraham, or when Xenophon described them 400 years BC. These wild creatures can run so swiftly that Nadir Shah, who lived 200 years ago, considered that running down one of these wild creatures with greyhounds was equal in effort to winning a battle or conquering a province. Its flesh was regarded as superior to the best venison, and its hide was made into ornamental chagrin and other valuable leather entirely waterproof. There are pictures of donkeys in the tombs of ancient Thebes, which are an excellent likeness of the little animals that today bear the burdens for the farmers along the Nile. George Washington introduced donkeys to the agriculturists of the United States. Spain had long been in the lead in breeding these animals, and to export one from that country was prohibited. But the King of Spain, learning of Washington's desire, sent him two as a present. The donkey is used extensively today in the southwestern United States and Mexico, where its strength and endurance as a beast of burden make it most useful. It is there called a burro. Donkeys are used extensively in southern Europe, North Africa and Asia Minor. The best breeds are now found in Smyrna, the island of Cyprus, Spain and Peru. The donkey is able to thrive upon food which would starve a horse. It can subsist on one-fourth of the food necessary to keep a horse, and it can carry burdens on its back for long distances which would break down a horse, and it carries these burdens over steep mountains and roads where a horse would stumble and fall. Its hoof is longer and narrower and more upright than that of a horse, and the joint above it, called the pastern, is shorter and stiffer, which renders its feet less likely to become lame, and since the hoof is thicker and therefore tougher than that of a horse, it is able to climb mountains and rocky trails which would tear and bruise the horse's feet. The donkey is a friend of the poor man, because it can pick up a living at little expense. When treated well, it is as affectionate as a dog. The mother donkey is exceedingly fond of her colt. The noted obstinance of the animal comes probably from long generations of cruel treatment. It is an assertion of the creature's natural strength and dignity which have not been crushed out through thousands of years of abuse. 
For defence, the donkey can both bite and kick. As a kicker, it is most efficient, for it can bear its weight upon its front feet and kick with both hind legs, aiming just where each hoof shall strike with wonderful accuracy and precision. The colour of the donkey should be a mouse grey, with a dark line along the backbone and a dark transverse bar across the shoulders. For housing and feeding the donkey, follow the directions given for caring for the pony. It should be kept warmer than a pony in winter, for it suffers much with cold in our northern climate. End of The Donkey by Anna Botsford Comstock Read by Melanie T